Welcome to the Ryan Holt Show. On this show, you can expect the latest, the greatest, and the best curated content on business, marketing, automotive, and lifestyle. Sit back, put in your earplugs, and let's enjoy the ride. Now, as always, I want to make sure you get the best in content that will help you monster your goals, both personally and professionally. I want to keep this conversation going, so please check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at RyanHoltz1. And then go over to Facebook.com forward slash RyanHoltz Marketing, and we can chat there too. I also want you to visit www.ryanholtz.ca as this will be where I put my almighty beloved show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show. Let the beat drop and enjoy. Okay, Mark, it's really nice to have you on the show today. Uh, super, super excited. Um, I, I guess the first question I have for you is, uh, do you actually have hair under there? I do. Do you want to see some of it? I, act, I actually want to. Yeah. So can you like ruffle it around like your hair a bit? Because every, 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 yeah, like every, every picture on Instagram or whatever I've seen, it's like literally with, uh, with, with your hat on. So I'm like, I wonder if guys that wear hats all the time, like actually have hair there. Right. So well, they're not quite, quite flowing locks, but I have friends that even ask that same question. So. <laughs> no worries so my, my wife has actually joined into the uh facebook live she loves her hat which uh, nice is, is this beautiful little one right here if you can see it and then we have uh my son this is going to be really special once he can fit this small one that you sent out to us yeah so we, so we just want to say thank you first of all for that hey my pleasure yes yes so anyways um mark uh grotto um Founded Neighbor Hats in 2015. Um, seems like he's kind of a little serial entrepreneur. Um, you seem like a complete go-getter, overachiever. You like volleyball. Um, you love animals, but you do not own an animal. Um, you're a father, which, I mean, I'm a new father, so I commend you for that. That is not an easy task. It is beautiful, but it, it is life-changing. Um, so I just want to welcome you to the show. This is episode 13 of the Reinhold Show podcast. Welcome, Mark. Hey, it's so good to be here. Like, seriously, Ryan, thanks a lot. Um, we've been communicating a little bit over the past while, and you're such an awesome dude, and I'm just really happy to be a part of this. Absolutely, man. It's my pleasure to have you on the show. So, uh, Mark, you grew up in Kitchener, Ontario. You now live in Toronto, Ontario. Um, yeah. And you chose to get into, I mean, I'm a marketer. You chose to get into one of the most competitive businesses I think there probably is on the planet, uh, number one being retail and number two being apparel, and number three being a hat company. There's so many hat companies. So, like, wh- like how did you? How are you crazy enough to start up your own hat company? You know what? Maybe maybe it was a good thing I was a little bit naive in the beginning because that that meant there were less barriers for me to get. I just thought, you know, I'm going to go for it. But it really came from my own need. I've been wearing baseball hats for decades now, and you know, I live in Toronto. You can really grab pretty much any type of clothing you need. Yeah. And I couldn't find something that wasn't the Blue Jays, the Raptors, a sports team, just something simple, yep. subtle, a little bit more age appropriate. Yep. You know? So I thought, I think I got tired of it. I thought, you know what? I got to try this myself. Maybe I can do it. And that's what I did. So Interesting. Well, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is number one, you're a cool dude. Number two, 
you know, I think influencer marketing is something that, you know, every business is really wondering about. I'm a, I own a marketing agency, so it's something that my clients ask me all the time, you know, is influencer marketing effective? Does it work? Um, and then you're also into the fashion industry. So I love fashion. Uh, my business card's actually a sock. So I, I have a sick fetish with socks, men's socks. So, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, that is the reality of it. So the reason I, I do like your hat and when you kind of approached me on Instagram and said, Hey, I'd love to send you a hat. You know, I'd love your, your opinion and feedback for me. I w- would I say I'm a hat guy. No, I wouldn't. I do wear hats occasionally, probably like 15% of my time. Um, yeah. but when I wear a hat, the first thing I look at is I have a huge head. So when I, when I literally put on a hat, like I'll put on, sometimes I'll go to a store and the hat line kind of comes to like right here. And I'm like, yeah. no, I can't, I can't just wear a ball cap. Like I want everything to, to pull down. And then to be quite honest, the second aspect is I don't like things that are overly gaudy. So I like things that are really simple, fresh and clean. Um, and lately I've been doing a lot of studying on, and this is something maybe you might want to, you know, when you have some downtime, it's called the uniform mentality. So uh, Steve, Steve, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, all these guys, they wear the same outfit every single day. And even uh, past President Barack Obama, he wore the same two-color tone suits. Um, so a lady had interviewed all of them, and, and they all had kind of the same response. And it was they had so many decisions to make in their life on a day-to-day basis they just did not want another one, another decision to have to make. And that's why they thought it was much easier to go with a minimalistic wardrobe that was clean, comfortable and presentable. So, like, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, I totally get that. When, when you're trying to build a business, um, you really have zero time. It feels like you have zero time to do anything else. So to remove one or two decisions in your life makes a huge, huge difference in your day. So I can totally relate to that. Um, the whole idea with being minimal, in my opinion, is that, you know, you don't want to compete with everything else. Yep. And, uh, you, I think it's more like you want to complement what you already have versus being the main attraction. So I think a hat is a great way to, uh, basically elevate an, uh, an outfit or if, you know, there's, everyone has bad, bad hair days and they want to cover it up as well. And that's, that's totally fine. But something that's not intrusive just works with what you have. Absolutely. So Nora says the hats are very breathable. Talk about talk a little bit about that. So the and I don't want to botch the name, but this is the Ash Trucker, I believe, right? Yeah. So the Ash Trucker, one of the reasons I love this is my favorite hat of all all the ones you sent me. And the biggest reason I love it is because the 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 breathable material in the back. And I, I run hot in the summertime. So when I wear a hat, it's just like I feel like my head's gonna implode. So I need yeah. to have something that actually like legitimately, you know, allows me to like ha- have my scalp breathe. So talk to me yeah. about like that design. And I like that you call it the trucker. I mean, maybe that's a classic, but I just, I don't know. It kind of makes sense to me. It is. And you know what? There's, there's some people I've noticed that actually find that offensive calling the trucker. They're just like, because everyone's mentality about a trucker is that old school, big, oversized, floppy, foamy trucker with no structure. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take my own. Uh, streamline taking a trucker and just pretty much bring it back to being something cool instead of just something old and forgettable. Um, and now, you know, now that we're in summer, you need some, you need that breathability just because we're all, we're all hot for the most part. So, uh, yeah, they're back for the summer for sure. And I actually think there's a place for them year round, you know, the odd, the odd place here and there, but we want to have them all year round too. So, so because this is uh, primarily like a business podcast, but it is a dash of lifestyle, 
when somebody's actually going out and saying, okay, I couldn't find something that I need or that I want, obviously that's where a lot of big businesses have derived. You know, basically you found a problem and you're getting a solution. Um, I mean, what was your first step? Like, okay, I'm going to go and start a hat company. Like, how does that even happen? And I mean, let's kind of go into the context. I don't know your personal situation, but you're also a parent. Anytime somebody says that they're a parent, it's not just you that you have to feed. It's not that it's not just you that you have to be responsible for. You actually have somebody else. So you, you kind of have to be thinking in the back of your head, whoa, if this kind of like if this makes me bankrupt, it's not just me. It's affecting. So how did you overcome that first initial fear? And then what was actually the first step? Um, you know what? The first step was the same question you asked. How, how do I ever do this? Um, I thought the first thing I thought was, OK, I had all these visions in my head of, you know, my dream hat, how I want to craft it, make it. I had to literally just start scouring the internet and saying how to start a hat line. That's basically where I started. Um, and it came right down to, you know, how do you actually have one manufactured? How do you find a manufacturer? That was, that was about a year's worth of work just trying to find someone that could sort of basically um, create whatever I was looking for. And, uh, yeah, so I had lots of things I, I wanted to do, but the reality was, um, how did you find a manufacturer? Like, can you tell us a little bit about how you don't have to give up all your secrets, but like, how did you actually do that? Like, was that like flying to China or, cause I've heard so many horror stories about, you know, Oh, we, we had a representative in China and we sent them a whole bunch of money and like basically the money disappeared. They never got what they wanted or the product turned out completely crappy. Like <laughs> that alone is like the biggest feat, right? So like, how did yeah. you go about that? Um, actually, I have a funny story, and I'm, I'm always going to hang on to this one hat forever. It was the first hat I ever had made. I contacted someone over in China, and we must have had 60 email communications back and forth, specific details about the measurements, the, the fabric, the look, everything. And they were saying, yep, we got it. We're going to send it to you. And I got it back. It's basically made you know, four sizes too big. It's not at all what I was looking for. <laughs> And at the time, I was, I was, I hated. It. I was like, "Oh man, this is what this is what I'm gonna be faced with." But I keep that hat in my closet every day, and I look at it once in a while because it's such an awesome reminder of where you came from. Yeah. And that thing is, you're gonna have so many downtimes and the good times. You're gonna have so many downtimes along the way. And you just have to keep pushing through it. That's, that's my reminder every single day. I look at that thing almost. So. And what do you like? What do you do? Like, I mean, as a downtime, like, how do you get back up? I mean, once you get kicked in the mouth and you're like geez or you know a bunk order or sales aren't happening like what do you actually do to be like okay we got to keep pushing through here you know i see the sunshine at the end of the tunnel kind of thing that is a great question and i mean um i still battle with that today yeah but there basically there are so many things that need to be done on a daily basis between social media um preparing for orders there's almost no time to sit and dwell about things yep and i guess the baseline mentality for me is that the person who stays with it the longest is going to win in the end. So I, I don't think there's any time to even think about quitting. You just have to keep plugging away and doing it. And uh, that long grinding battle is the one that's going to win. Interesting. So you, you mentioned social media. It's kind of a, a segue. So I hooked up with you because, I mean, you have really kind of taken the influencer marketing. You're really, really smart out in the world. Like, if, if there's one thing I could say to anybody, when you market a company, it doesn't matter what company it is. Just remember, all you're doing is you're day trading people's attention. That's all you're doing. It's literally like stockbroking, but you're like day trading people's attention. So people are they don't want to like read a whole novel. Our, our attention is like, you know, th- there's a reason why Snapchat and, you know, Instagram is like 10, 15, 30 second videos because people's time is, is everything to them. But 
when you're day trading attention, I mean, for you, you're really smart where you're saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a startup style company, you know, and uh, I want to get, you know, the best bang for my buck. So, you know, uh, Lindsay uh, on Instagram, I commented that I liked her hat. You basically messaged me and said, yo, man, you know, I'd love to send you a hat. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then I'm like, I love the hat. And then I'm like, I'll buy two more hats. And you're like, no, I'll send you those hats out. And then I'm like, geez, I want one for my son. So I'm counting these hats and I got one, two, three. I got, you sent me four hats in two separate shipments. So I'm a business guy. So I'm like, it took him time to package up the hats, put it in a box. He paid for the hats, paid for the shipping. And I gave him $0 for it. And he was more happy than happy could be. Why as a business owner, do you see that as value? Uh, you know what? For me, when someone re- when someone mentions um, shows interest in what I'm doing, uh, the, for my first reaction is I want to get that person a hat. If this is something they like and can enjoy on a daily basis, I swear that is what this business is all about. Yes, you want to make enough so you're supporting yourself, but when it comes down to the end of the day, if someone grabs gets a hat from me and they love it and it makes their day a little bit better, I'm thrilled. That's it. That's what I want to do. Um, so, so to hear when you're saying you commented and said you liked it for me, it's kind of a no brainer. I want to get you, I want to get into the hands of people that are interested. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. No, I I agree with that. Now, have you found that that has helped in in some ways in terms of exposure? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's helped in terms of, uh, when I'm sending these hats out and not really expecting anything in return, like not asking for anything right up front. Uh, people are a little bit surprised and I think they feel, they actually feel like they want to help me out when I do that. So, absolutely, uh, you know, I'm also, a, I'm also a Gary Vee fan yep. and, uh, you know, I, I've listened to so many of his videos and, I, and he says the same thing all the time, but just, you know, basically giving so much value up front and yep. then not expecting anything in return. I think, I think that also makes you more patient too. Yeah, you're not expecting something immediate. You're just looking long term. So, well, he's got his biz dev Sundays and he's got his, uh, you know, he's got his uh, arbitrage, you know, arbitrage. I got I got like a hundred word vocabulary sheet of Gary Vee. Because if you look at all his daily V's and his all his uh, his other shows there, he kind of says the same thing all the time, you know, and, you know, he mentioned serendipity, but he's all about the grind. And he's like, you know, the Instagram DM is where it's at. You know, if you DM 100 people a day. It's just the law of average that, you know, you're going to get, you know, at least two to five percent that respond back and then, and then you're off to the sales. But a lot of people yeah. just don't want to don't want to put in the upfront work, you know, and it's how I built my business. I mean, it literally has. I have never not made one sales call as Reinholds Marketing Consulting since I've owned my company and we have big clients. Not one sales call It is literally all inbound. But things like this that I'm doing where it's a podcast, you know, I run the blog you see how I kind of do my social media and you don't really see much about business. I'll post when I do presentations or something, but I'm giving you more lifestyle because people just don't want to get pitched to. They don't want to sales. They think, no. Oh, they just, they just don't like, I, I, I always say this in my speaking presentations and I say kids nowadays, the millennials, as we call them, which people talk about millennials, like they're aliens. It's just like 18 to 35 year olds. Like we're not aliens. Right. I mean, I'm an older millennial. I'm 33. How old are you Mark? 39 oh you're 39 oh shit okay so you're four years past millennial now you're you're an old dog no i'm just joking but it's it's one of those things where people they talk about the millennials and it's just like listen people who are being born now are coming out of their mom's womb with a bullshit detector that is like unparalleled to anything they can smell the sale coming 
And that's where the inbound marketing, you know, where people are coming to you saying, hey, I'm interested in your product. Um, it's a lot better. So um, with that being said, um, retail is freaking competitive. So are you simply yeah. selling online or have you put some of your stuff in local retail shops out there in Toronto or anything like that? Yeah, I have had them in a few shops locally, and uh, that was good. And I'm mostly focusing on selling online for sure. So yeah. right now I'm just online, but I do want like to pick specific boutiques that um, I think might be a good fit for the company. Yeah. And uh, another thing I'm doing right now, which I'm really excited about, I'm starting to collaborate with um, local businesses uh, that have you know membership like fitness clubs. And because you're then, then you're really bringing my two passions together. It's hats and that active lifestyle. So yes. I'm really, really excited about some of those partnerships. I'm meeting some great people. So that's like really exciting for me right now. Good for you, man. That's great. So what would you say? I mean, we call it, you know, bricks and mortar stores. We call it bricks and murder, right? Because it's like, holy smokes, you're paying the high lease. lease oh, rate. absolutely. You see what Amazon's doing. You know, Amazon is killing it, right? Everything is going, you know, through the online uh, sphere, um, but again, with your business, what is, you know, a few tips that you would give to somebody who, who simply is starting out and are you, I don't know if you're married, are you married or, or anything, Mark? Yeah, married. Yep. yeah. So you're married, you have a child. Um, do you have just one, is it just one child? Yeah, I have a daughter. So yeah. you have a daughter. So, you know, you have a family. How do you, like a lot of people always say back to me, like, well, Ryan, I mean, that's great. We can be patient. We're trying to build value. We're trying not to sell and all that, but we got bills to pay. So like, how do you, what's a couple tips you give to people before they take that venture to, to say, okay, here's, here's some of the things that you can can kind of help with suppressing the fear of what's going to happen. Yeah. I would say, I mean, this, this one's really cliche, but it's always stands true being passionate about whatever you're doing. If you're going to jump full, fully into something, you better like it because even if you love something, there's still going to be really tough times ahead along the way. Absolutely. Um, I would say also one thing that I did for my business was tr- sort of figure out my startup costs. Could I find out if anybody liked a hat without absolutely blowing my budget? Was it easy to do that or was it going to cost endless amounts of money just to even find out if people liked them or not? Mm. So this was a low cost startup just to even see if there was interest. Um, and I mean, the biggest thing is, is being patient. Um, there, there's just if you're going to go into a business expecting to make it a million dollar company within a year, you're going to be disappointed. I can guarantee that. Absolutely. I, think, I think a lot of us think that it's happening out there. And I'm sure in a few cases it, it is. But uh, for the most part, it's just it's going to be a long, a long grinding journey. And if you enjoy what you're doing, it's going to be a satisfying one. Absolutely, man. So you like hats. So what percentage of time do you wear hats? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Did, are you including sleeping? No, no, not sleeping. We'll <laughs> allow you that one. Yeah, um, I would say probably 80% of the time. Um, if you ever see me, it's funny because when I go um, around the neighborhood and I see some neighbors that I run into, at first, if I don't have my hat on, the very odd occasion, they don't even recognize me. <laughs> Until I say hi, they say, oh, you have hair? I've never seen you without a hat. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wear I wear them a lot. There's no question about it. I just I just love having them on. It's just been part of my routine, and um, yeah, certainly now when I'm wearing with the hat company, I want to wear them wear them hard and see how they respond to. So you should start doing Instagram live stories in the in the shower, waist up with just a hat on, being like, you know, this is <laughs> yeah. this is how I get ready. This is how I get ready in the morning. I still got my hat on. People I, wouldn't be surprised to see that. No, sure. they they would. And I think you know when people sleep, it's funny. I'm like. 
people who sleep with clothes on, I think it's so unhealthy. I mean, I man, you know, everybody should sleep naked. You know, everybody should sleep naked. It is so good for the soul. It's the only time. I always say it's the only time you're not going to get charged with a criminal offense is when you're in your bed sleeping naked, you know? So, I don't know. That's just my thing. Um, are you a, are you a, a MMA or UFC fan? Uh, you know what? I, I actually secretly do enjoy watching it, yeah. I, and there's been times I'm watching and it disturbs me about the beatdowns people get, but I do actually enjoy watching it, yeah. So are you – what's your thoughts on the Mayweather-Conor uh, McGregor thing happening? Oh, boy, I, I mean I'm assuming, I'm assuming McGregor is going to get destroyed, but I'm just, just based on it's just a boxing-only fight. But, man, I would love to watch it to see because well, can you imagine if, if he won? You know, it's interesting because his trainer was – he said something the other day or whatever. I'm not really – I wouldn't say I'm a huge MMA or UFC fan or – but it, there's certain little fights that I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta see how this goes. Mayweather, yeah. like when Mayweather fought Pacquiao, I mean, Mayweather's whole fighting kind of style is, is he just retreats. He just outworks you. You barely ever touch the guy in a fight. He just, yeah. he just maneuvers around. But his, his trainer basically said, well, we're worried if Mayweather starts beating McGregor that McGregor's just going to give him a roundhouse kick in oh the middle gosh. of the fight. Probably. I kind of think about it, and I'm like, just imagine this. Like, you're an MMA guy. And Conor McGregor, he fights brutal, right? And so they were worried that, you know, maybe he starts losing his temper a bit and he just starts going all MMA. Because I think if he went MMA, I mean, Mayweather's done, right? <laughs> like, oh, for sure. I, you know? I mean, I don't even know how, how, great, how great McGregor's boxing skills are, like his pure boxing skills. I'm not even sure. Well, and he's kind of, I don't know, his, his, whole bo- his whole fighting style, like, I mean, he, you know, jiu-jitsu, like ground game, he's kind of a wilder fighter, like I would say, right? So I think yeah. that uh, I, I I think that what I would what I would kind of say is um, he could be a little off, man. He could be a little crazy. And and that's is that the end of August? I believe August twenty sixth. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to. I, I think I really do have to go see that for sure. Yeah, I believe he's. I believe it's August twenty sixth. Yeah. So nice. hopefully Excited. it doesn't go too crazy, but you know you never know. Um, have you been Have you been following what's going on with the Grenfell Towers? Uh, no, I haven't. You haven't. Have you heard of it? Yep. I haven't it been following it. It is terrible, man. Terrible. So you haven't followed it, but I mean, I was going to do a whole podcast episode on it. I just kind of, and, and maybe you can shed some light on this. You're a business guy. How do you feel um, about the class system, you know, in terms of just society, man, as a business person? Like, how do you really kind of, I guess, you know, when you wake up in the morning, how do you how do you kind of perceive the world? Boy, it's a tough one these days. You know, um, there we get we get bombarded with a lot of negativity, and uh, I do really believe that most people are good people and honest, and uh, that if we all just show a little bit more compassion, um, I think everybody responds well to that. So my take on the world is. Uh, whatever you're going to put into this world is probably going to come back to you, but it, it is hard. It's tough. You know, now that I have a daughter as well, um, I, I hear a lot, even things come out, come out of her mouth that surprise me of things she's heard around school. And, uh, boy, it, it's really our job to try to shed some light, you know, on this world and, and make it a really positive place. It's in us to do it. We can totally do it. Yeah. You know, it's just us to commit to it. So. You know what? It's 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 interesting because I think a lot of business people, you know, that's the first thing I always like to ask is what the perspective is on life. 
I think that, you know, reciprocity is everything. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. In the world, a lot of people have so much, which is too much almost, right? And then some people just simply don't have enough. And entrepreneurs, I mean, anybody who's an entrepreneur knows it's just the hustle. But there's something that drives you more than money. It has to because, like you said, when you get kicked in the mouth and, you, you, you know, the dark days, money doesn't help that. It doesn't help it. At, right at the end of the day, it need, you need more than money to keep, keep going. Absolutely. I mean, just, just imagine – you being on your own, not having any strong relationships, but you have all the, the so-called things that are going to make you happy. That stuff doesn't love you back. And like you said, it's not there for you when you're feeling down. It does nothing to help you emotionally, spiritually, anything. So, I mean, it's, I guess those things are great if you've got strong relationships, but boy, to, to just rely on those things to bring you joy, it's just, you're going to lose for sure. And I mean, you know, it's like Kevin O'Leary says, you know, money has no soul, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> heard him say that many, many times. Yeah, uh, he, he, it, it is. It is really true. So, okay, uh, out of all the social media platforms that you use for neighbor, um, yeah. how which one is your favorite? Which one do you find that you just kind of lean more towards? Definitely Instagram for me. I, I'd love to be doing more on Facebook, and I'm trying to push to do that. But certainly, Instagram comes back. I'm a visual person. Um, I love the simplicity of it and, and the stories are great. I mean, I think I look at people's stories more than anything just to see what people are really up to. So I, I really love that aspect of Instagram. Well, ever since Instagram brought up the stories, there's been a huge a decline in engagement on people's photos. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the average person's lost, you know, likes and comments because a lot of people are going into the stories and spending more of their time there. Right. And yeah. again, it's, it, it goes back to that day trading attention, right? What's your Instagram strategy? Are you going to post a lot of pictures or are you going to focus more on stories? Which one do you think is more powerful? Oh, man, stories. I mean, stories just get people engaged and it's right up to the minute. And there's just a little bit less um, editing done, I would say. I mean, there's yep. still people who definitely do some editing, but it's just a little more raw and real. So I think yep. people, people always relate to that. You know, you want to see what's under the cover with everybody. So, and What do you think about Snapchat? Um, I don't have a presence on it yet. But I, I think it is a very important fl- platform as well. Um, something that should probably be with the main focus this year and right now. So, I, how about you? Are you are you? I, big do, sna- I do Snapchat uh, quite a bit uh, since in- Instagram is. It's kind of weird. Like five years ago, I was all Twitter. So Twitter yeah. is where I really built a behemoth. Like you know, really good, uh, good, re- good relations, and then Twitter just kind of it stayed at that 300 monthly million active users and it just never really grew after that. And, you know, if you talk to the average person on the street, like, do you know, Twitter, do you use it? People are like, well, I have it, but I don't really use it. Facebook is massive. Obviously they bought Instagram. Instagram is my favorite simply because of the simplicity. Um, when Mm -hmm. I go through Facebook, you know, the amount of people posting and it's always, if you look at your friends list, it's always 10% that are posting 90% of what you're seeing. Right. Yeah. You know, it's one thing I love too, and I've, I mean, I think we've talked about this before with your Instagram account. I love, I love how you engage with everybody. Um, when people make comments, you don't just, you know, give the smiley face. Like you just have, you have conversations, you start conversations with them. And I, I love that about what you're doing. And I can see why people love to follow you as a, as a result. Well, it's weird because I, 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 when it comes to social media, I'm, I'm kind of vicious because I just think like even I've, I've responded to people's stories and I'm like, man, that's super cool. Like, what's up? 
with that. And, and they don't even get back. They don't even respond back to me. And I'm like, you mother. Like, I just get so upset about it, right? Because I'm like, I took the time to give you more than, like, two characters or, like, a thumbs-up emoji, right? And I'm yeah. like, you got to engage. Like, people, a lot of people are using social media not to engage. It's like to to kind of kind of spray out there and be like, okay, look at me, look at me, look at me, right? And Nora's right. Instagram is more lifestyle and people's journey, right? And I mean, yeah. even looking at your Instagram, and this is my next question for you, is you post, you keep it really clean. You'll post people who wore your hats and then you'll post your product. But you don't throw too much personal stuff into your grid. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm kind of trying to appeal to the lifestyle. And, and as of late, since I've had a few new hats come out, I've posted a few more hat photos. But I'm generally trying to hit like, interesting travel photos think things that are kind of related to to the brand just um travel great design simplicity so um i wouldn't say i post as much about my own personal life mm. um and, and i guess i guess there's always a thought of will people actually be interested you know in in terms of if i'm showing stuff about my own life um so i thought yeah i've been keeping it to basically fashion design travel yeah but think things. about this look at my instagram my Instagram's 80 percent my personal life now yeah. i i'm very picky and choosy on what i post about my personal life so you know because mm-hmm. i mean those instagram followers i only know four people I only know three people you know what i mean like i don't know everybody so i don't want i don't want everybody knowing all my information but i always say if you wear a hat right now chances are you eat food you play volleyball competitively. You like going to Iceland. So now yeah. if Iceland, if there was a tour company in Iceland and they were trying to market to you, they might be smart to show you pictures of volleyball, you in a Speedo, freezing your ass off, right? And then you're appealed. Because I guess what I'm saying is Iceland, even though it's cold as hell, I've never been there. I would assume it's cold. That's one of your travel destinations that you love. But it just so happens that you also love hats. So in their... In their ad material, if they have a guy wearing a hat, you're like, oh, my God, the guy's wearing a hat and he's in Iceland. Oh, I'm in love, right? Yeah, for sure. So for you, in terms of your marketing, I, it's something I would think about because your life is inter- – it's not about li- whether your life is interesting or not. It's about just kind of documenting. It's crazy. Like some of the comments I get for me, I get a lot in the stories and the direct messages. People send like, I mean, deep, heartfelt stuff. And they're like, yo, Ryan, like, wow. And I, and I honestly, when I posted it, I'm just like, I don't think it's anything special. But to yeah. some people, they're, it intrigues them. Yeah, for sure. And I totally get that. I mean, like, you really do. I think it's the most interesting is finding out what, what's behind the person who's running the business. Like, what are they doing in their daily lives? I think we all secretly kind of enjoy learning about that and seeing what they're doing when they're not pushing their business. So you're totally right. I mean, it makes, makes perfect sense. Well, like, it's funny because everybody wants to show their beautiful life on Instagram and they only show the good stuff. Everybody goes through bad stuff. Right. And it's like for you, the one the one thing I'm always curious about about apparel businesses and I can only relate to it. I used to work at all those shoes like years ago and every day, like Tuesdays and Thursdays were stock days. And I, and I worked at high volume stores and every Tuesday, Thursday, man, we just get finished putting some boxes away and more boxes would show up. And it just felt like this daunting task. So to see you actually write somebody's name on the box, take the box up, take it to the UPS or Canada Post, ship that thing off, and then have the other person even like send you a little thing back saying, oh, my God, I love the hat. Wow, you're giving me like insight to like your world, right? 
Yeah, it's, you know, and that's, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole business is just connecting with customers. Um, you know, everybody's, the hat is coming in the same box, but what's inside the box is a totally different experience from person to person. So that's why I love when someone orders a hat and they actually write a little comment and say something quirky about them. I love that because, because right away I can somehow customize my message or the packaging to relate to one of their joys or this little tidbit they shared with me. I, I love when people share stuff because it really allows us to, to develop um, a relationship and I can make their experience so much better. So 100%. And I, what, how did you come up with the name neighbor and what's the URR? What's, what's the whole thing there? Well, neighbor, neighbor to me just meant, you know, a community, basically a community of like-minded people who are into, you know, simplicity and good design. And the, the regular spelling of the word neighbor is, has been used quite a bit. So to make my, to differentiate myself, I change it to the B-U-R-R and the B-U-R-R is kind of a shout out to Canada, our, our cold Northern roots. So that was sort of my, sort of my catch to make it unique as well. Interesting. So do you get hmm. a lot of like, where's your main customer base? Um, Toronto, it's heavily, heavily Toronto yeah. and, um, the surrounding areas, but, uh, it's starting to branch. I have, I have some, a few loyal people in, in the U S and it's starting to branch out out West too, but certainly in Ontario and Toronto is just um, my hotbed for sales. Interesting. So yeah. do you find, do you find, um, having the, um, inventory as a struggle being in the, in that kind of business? That has definitely been one of my biggest challenges. No question at all. I mean, you know, half the time you're ordering and even based on how another hat sold, you might have to order four or five different sizes. You want to be able to hit everybody. Um, but then this, this next hat maybe only gets purchased by people who have extremely small heads for whatever random reason. So it's always, it's always, um, it's always a bit of a guessing game. I mean, it's educated guesses based on past orders, but it is, it's a guessing game. There's certainly a lot. So are you going to be going to Dragons then to pitch? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine seeing you on there, man. Oh my goodness, boy, they they, they rip you apart pretty well. So that's I don't good know, though, man. I mean, it's that's great cool exposure though. No if you get on. Yeah, I mean, it'd be amazing, and you'd certainly have to know every single last detail about your business, which you should anyway, yeah. um, it would be a great, great tune up for that. I mean, I, I watch the show. I love it. Shark Tank. Shark's Tank is one of my favorite shows to watch. So yeah. I, I love the businesses that roll through there. You should look at, you know, your clothes. It's so funny. There's so, okay. So there's a clothing. I don't know if you've heard of this in Toronto. I'm assuming maybe you have, there's a, 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 a label called two black guys clothing. It's literally called two black guys. You should yeah. Google it. And it's a one dude from Toronto, and he's been there for like ever, um, and he's he's massive now. Like we're talking decades. Like he had Mary J. Blige wear his clothes, and he's a local Toronto designer. He kind of you know rolls with the whole like Cardinal official and all those guys. But he started yeah. out as just one guy, and what his whole spiel was was just doing like random phrases on t-shirts, just t-shirts, yeah. and a lot of people really liked it because he. He was really, he's really opinionated politically. So he said, you know, I, I don't want to just do a T-shirt. There's so many millions of people doing a T-shirt. He's like, I want my T-shirt to have internal messages inside the T-shirts. And he cool. created a great brand from it. But he's kind of like, a, uh, you know, I would call him almost definitely a, the type of person that doesn't want to take any credit. Kind of rolls really quiet and silent, but he's a, he's a silent beast. 
Right. Is is he is he a big on social media? Because that's almost uh, counter. He uh, it's two. It's T O O black guys, and then God, you know what? I'll I'll DM you his actual name. Yeah, he has lots of in, he has lots of interviews that he's done. Um, yeah. And man, you should just you should hear him. He's he's just so articulate in in uh, in, in in what he's doing, and he, he just loves it. Nice. I, w- I always love hearing what other people are doing with their businesses. You can just learn so much from it. So love to see what they're up to on a daily basis. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, other than that, I just kind of wanted to have you on. And I mean, you, I think you've given some good insight. Is there anything else that you could provide value to the people who are listening? And again, 80% is business wise, but 20% is lifestyle, whether it's how to make their life easier in the morning because they don't have to do their hair to geez, if you want to get into any kind of manufacturing, geez, just don't do this. Right. Um, I would say the first thing is just be prepared. I know I said this already, but be prepared for a long grinding journey. No question at all. Don't expect instant success. And then, you know, if something doesn't happen overnight, you're ready to quit. That is absolutely the number one thing. I can't believe how much you will, you will be surprised how much you'll learn in the course of a few months to a couple of years. It is incredible. I mean, I learn new things every day. So you have to be patient. Um, yeah, when it comes to, let's see, manufacturing, uh, finding the right partner is the most important thing. And that might take quite a while. So I, I was in contact with different people and it took a long time before I found someone I'm really happy with. So And, uh, and are they like, so are they based in China still? They're, they're based, the company is based in the U S and then they deal with uh, manufacturing overseas. Actually, I originally wanted to do the all Canadian product. I wanted to have everything made here and there are just no structured ball cap manufacturers in Canada. So really? that was disappointing. Yeah. You can, you can make an unstructured hat, which is just basically a piece of fabric, a soft yep. piece of fabric. Um, you can make that anywhere, but I want something structured. So that, that was one thing that I still, I still love to do that. So I'm always, so did you ever have a proto? So, okay. When you create a hat though, if it's unstructured, how do you, how do you get together one prototype? If it's unstructured? Yeah. Well, like, let's say you want to create neighbor hat and you don't want to go to yeah. China and get like 10,000 or 5,000, like just right. creating one hat. Could you just take it to a seamstress and do it? Yeah. Yeah, you, you could. could do that. It depends how handy you are yourself, but certainly that would be that would be the best way to do it for sure. Yeah. So it's a lot of it's interesting. Once you go into the volume base, it, it, everything gets complicated. Yeah, and it's amazing all the small decisions too. Packaging is another whole realm. Uh coming up with the design for a box, coming up with your hang tags, coming up with, you know, if you're going to include notes, how that's going to look. It's just it, there's a lot of really small things, but honestly, if you if you're loving what you're doing, it's it's a really satisfying time. Good for no you. And, and your box. What's up with your box? Your boxes are cool, man. What's the story yeah, behind you know, the box? And everything, it looks like recycled recycled material as well. Yeah, all, all the packaging is recycled. And uh, the whole thing with the box was I wanted it to be an experience. You know, I had ordered a few hats from another company. Um, and when I got it, it was so underwhelming. It was like they just jammed the hat in. It was just a generic box, no note, nothing. And it just kind of left me wanting more. I was kind of disappointed. So I thought, whatever they're doing, I want to do the exact opposite. That was my mantra. Mm-hmm. So when you receive this thing in the mail, I wanted people to be just as excited to get that box as they were to actually get the hat. Absolutely. So that's wishing to do something really unique. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, other than that, I mean, you know what? I think what you're doing is really cool. Uh, you know, I personally love the product. It's nice to have you on. You're kind of a different genre than than anybody I talk to in terms of apparel and retail. 
Retail and apparel scares the heck out of me. I do a little bit of, I have a few clients in the jewelry industry. So, I mean, you know, quite a bit of, you know, merchandising and things like that over there. But uh, yeah. the markup in jewelry is a lot better than I would, I would assume hats are. But mm-hmm. you never know. I don't know. But um, I want to just thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything, lastly, um, before you get into being able to plug yourself crazy that you want to say to the audience? No, you know what? I, thanks for having me on the show. This is awesome. I really appreciate all the effort you've done to get me on. And um, anybody who, yeah, anybody who buys a hat with us, I just want you to know you are taken care of. There's no question about it. My number one thing is to make sure that the customer is taken care of without a doubt. So if there's any issues, there's no timeline on when you can contact me. If it's two years later, I'm always here to help. That's my biggest thing. Perfect. Now, uh, before you get into how people can reach out to you, just so you know, this is going to live forever on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher. So how can people reach out to you? How can they go check out the hats and how can they become a part of your neighbor tribe? Yeah. So the website for sure, www.neighbor.com and that's N-E-I-G-H-B-U-R-R.com. Check us out on Instagram at neighbor and Facebook at neighbor clothing. And yeah, I I love hearing feedback from everybody. So please send me your comments, any of your questions. I'm always here to listen. And Brian, this is awesome, man. Seriously love having, love being on the show. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. And you know, this has been a great episode of the Ryan Holt Show, episode 13. I'm going to come up with a banger title because I think there was some good, valuable information. You can reach out to me at RyanHoltz1 on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and send me an email at info at RyanHoltz.ca or just Google me. Um, And please, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. We really appreciate it. And thank you so much, Mark, from Neighbor, for coming on the show. There's going to be a big applause. I will let you know when everything's uploaded. But other than that, be well, be safe, and uh, get back to work. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, guys. I'll send you a message. Talk to you in a bit. Okay. Take care.